Josh Bailey is no longer an Islander. We'll break down the deal and examine whether or not it was a good one for the team. Plus, we take a preliminary look at all five players the Islanders selected on day two of the draft. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders their first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply so much to get to today the uh nhl draft now wrapped up islanders adding five players but first if there's something islanders related on your mind if you have a question a comment a topic maybe that you'd like us to discuss on a future episode Please send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. We got a couple of them in today, but we're going to get to those on Monday and Tuesday of next week uh, just because I wanted to discuss the trade and the draft in depth today. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings throughout the offseason. Hey, free agency getting underway uh, tomorrow, so that will be exciting. Uh, hopefully the Islanders will at least do something, and again, these are things we are all going to discuss Uh, later on in the show and in the week. So, Josh Bailey, no longer a member of the New York Islanders. The Islanders traded Bailey on Thursday during day two of the draft. And I did say every day, as you know, I said it was very, very possible that the Islanders were going to make a deal involving Bailey and, and, and basically move on from him. And... That is what they did, but again, you, you sort of look at it. It's Bailey and a second-round pick in 2026 in exchange for future consideration. So Bailey traded to the Blackhawks, 
And then the Blackhawks announced that they were going to put Bales on waivers and buy him out if he clears waivers. So even though the Blackhawks took on the cap hit in its entirety, he's not going to play for them, at least not initially, probably not ever, and Bales will be an unrestricted free agent, free to sign anywhere with any team for whatever contract he can agree on. And look, this is uh, a couple of things. First of all, was this a good trade? Well, it's a mixed bag. I am glad that Lou Lamorello figured out how to get all $5 million of cap hit from Josh Bailey that were due this year off of the ledger. That was critical for the Islanders, especially with free agency starting on Saturday. You didn't want to be stuck with not enough cap space to even re-sign your own guys, let alone try to bring in either that puck-moving defenseman or goal scorer that we've talked about. So, Definitely, you needed to move as much of the $5 million as possible, and Lou was able to move all of it, so he gets some credit for that. On the flip side, however, giving up another high draft pick, a second rounder, look, that is the going rate. I'm not going to say it was outlandish. The problem I have with it is not that it was included in the deal because it was a ripoff. Like I said, that's the going rate to to take on a similar unfavorable contract. But it's a pattern that has me worried. Yeah, it's in 2026, so you're kicking the can down the road even further. But the Islanders have now not had a first-round pick four years in a row. They didn't have a third-round pick this year. They won't have a third-round pick next year unless they add one in a trade. And now, okay, 2026 is still three years away, so it doesn't sound as bad. But when you trade away, you know, four number ones, and so far a couple of uh, number threes, and now a number two, all of these picks do not allow you to replenish your farm system. And we all know... Uh, Hadi Kalakesh, when he was here every day or a, a week and a half ago, described the Islanders' prospect pool as more of a puddle. That's not good. Hockey News, uh, the uh, Athletic, all ranking the Islanders in the bottom five or six teams uh, prospect pool-wise in the league. That's not good. And when you have an aging team and a bare prospect pool, that's part of the problem. And to me, Lou Lamorello didn't handle the salary cap well. Yes, COVID, as he alluded to earlier in the week, was a factor. But like I said yesterday, it was a factor for all 32 teams. And the Islanders just didn't handle it as well as many of the other teams. So now you're always making these emergency moves, whether it's the Bailey trade or trading Nick Letty, or Devon Taves, uh, you know, Andrew Ladd, all these deals that end up costing the Islanders picks, costing the Islanders cap space, and 
they're made, you know, or in the case of Taves and Letty, costing them players whose skill set they still have not adequately been able to replace. So overall, it, 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 instead of feeling like there's a plan, it feels like the Islanders are putting out fires that they themselves kind of lit, and they're basically doing everything they can to keep a group together that has never been more than a fringe playoff team. Now, they did go on two lengthy playoff runs, and they're capable of that. But again, would the Islanders be favored over any of the other playoff teams in the Eastern Conference this year in a, in a one-on-one matchup? Maybe the Florida Panthers, if they had faced them in round one, but... We saw how good the Panthers were, and maybe the Panthers sort of prove some validity to what Lou Lamorello is trying to do, and that is get in, and then you've got a shot. We saw an eighth seed in the Eastern Conference go all the way to the final, but that's an exception, and you're better off being more than 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th in the conference, 7th and 8th you get in the playoffs, ninth and 10th you don't. This team, in order to make this Bailey trade work, here's the key. The Bailey trade works if Lou Lamorello takes that $5 million and uses it to improve the team. Not just to bring back some of the guys who they may lose, but to bring in somebody who can move the puck as a defenseman, who can put the puck in the net and be a little faster as a forward, and... If you don't add talent, and you still need to make another trade to free up more cap space to really do it, but if you don't take that $5 million and put it to good use, then this trade is, again, at best, treading water. Whereas, I I just want to feel like there's a plan. I just want to feel like there's a goal and a destiny and that this team is trying to get where it has to go and unfortunately, right now, I'm not so sure I think that that plan exists. We'll see. Hopefully in the next few, you know, week or two, there are some more announcements, whether it's a trade or a free agent signing. But that's what it'll take for this to be a good deal for the New York Islanders. All right, much more to get to on today's show. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Josh Bailey's place in Islanders history Plus, we'll start to take a look at the five players the Islanders drafted in this draft. And we'll have Hadi Kalakesh back hopefully sometime next week to break down each of those five players in depth. So make sure you join us for that. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink AG1 in the morning because really it it makes me feel strong and good and I, I am not the kind of person who likes to take a lot of different supplements. I like getting it all in one place. So, you know, I take it in the morning right before I head out of the house 
And since I've been doing that, I just noticed I feel a little more alert, a little stronger, a little brighter, and have more sustained energy, and that is always great. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. So that is always a good thing. And you know what? It, it actually tastes pretty good, too. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your nutritional routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network and check it out. So, look, Josh Bailey, I know it was time to move on from Bales. I don't think uh, a, a lot of people would dispute that, even though I think he will be missed. I was fortunate enough to interview him many times from the time he was drafted up, up until recent years. He's a good guy, a class act on and off the ice. And, look, there is an Islanders Hall of Fame, uh, and I'm very sure that Josh Bailey will be inducted into it as soon as he's eligible and that he deserves to be there. And if you think he doesn't, if you're only remembering the Josh Bailey from last season where he obviously struggled, let's take a look at three all-time Islanders statistics. Games played, Josh Bailey third with 1,000. 57. Assists, Josh Bailey, fourth with 396. All-time points, Josh Bailey, seventh with 580 on the Islanders' all-time list. He's ahead of Bob Bourne, John Tonelli, and yes, even Pat LaFontaine. Uh, you know, in assists, he's ahead of Clark Gillies, John Tavares, Patrick Flatley, Brent Sutter. There are a lot of really great Islanders players who do not get the recognition, uh, you know, that Josh Bailey just isn't mentioned in the same breath as, and look, he's no, not, was never as good as Pat LaFontaine. I'm not trying to uh, say otherwise, but Josh Bailey was a very good Islander. He was a team player. He was a part of this community, and best of all, those two runs to the Stanley Cup Conference Final in 2020 and 2021 don't happen without Josh Bailey. In 2020, he scored 20 points in 22 games during that playoff run in the bubble, including 18 assists in 22 games. In 2021, he had 13 points, including six goals in 19 games. When the games mattered most... Bales lifted his game, and that is great. You know, in the regular season, he's about a point every other game. 580 points in 1,057 games. But in the playoffs, 50 points in 71 games. Most players, it's the other way around. The regular season, they'll be a point a game. And in the playoffs, they'll be three-quarters of a point a game. Because... It's harder to score in the playoffs. It's harder to be productive. Bailey was never a sniper, but he always saw the ice well, was a good passer, was sound positionally 
on defense, and I, I wish him all the best. Yes, it was time to move on, but there is a spot in my heart for Josh Bailey and the contributions he made to this team starting in 2008. Been a long time that Josh Bailey has been a part of the Islanders family and Islanders organization, and we really, really do uh, wish him all the best. Now, the Blackhawks waived him uh, or announced that they were going to waive him. If he clears waivers and they buy him out, he's an unrestricted free agent. So even though Chicago will take some of that cap hit and the second round pick in 2026, they will not, it looks like, employ Josh Bailey. Now, the Blackhawks could re-sign him for a lot less than $5 million, but that really wouldn't make a lot of sense for them. Uh, so... You know, where he goes, I hope Josh Bailey can find an NHL home and continue his career if that's what he wants to do. He is only 33 years old. He'll turn 34 just uh, about a week and a half before the season starts in October. So here's my bottom line statement. Josh Bailey, thank you for all you did for the New York Islanders. We wish you well. We're sorry that it ended in this rather, uh, you know, on, on a down note this, this way. And I know you'll be back for your induction into the Islanders Hall of Fame once you're retired and the time comes. So best of luck to Josh Bailey, former Islanders forward, and uh, a guy who definitely etched his you know, etched his name into the New York Islanders record books. And I give him credit for what he did uh, throughout his career with the New York Islanders. So Josh Bailey gone. It was good to move on from him. Good to free up all $5 million of that cap hit. But unless they're used well, I, you know, it, it's a disaster to give up yet another high draft pick in this deal. So make use of that money, please, Lou. That, that is, I think, I can say I speak for most, if not all, Islander fans when I say that that is really going to be the key to making this a, a very special deal, or at least a, an acceptable deal, for the New York Islanders. So the draft, uh, Islanders selected five players in this draft. And I have to say that I think there were two picks in particular that were very, very interesting and helpful and who have a little more potential. When you don't have a first-round pick, you you do have to sort of take some gambles. We're going to talk about all five players that the Islanders drafted, I'll give you a brief scouting report, but next week we'll start to go into them more. And again, I'll have Hadi Kalakesh back to really break them down in depth at some point in the near future. But when we come back, we'll start talking about the five players the Islanders drafted, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. So the New York Islanders add five players in the draft. The Athletic giving them uh, a grade of a C plus. And again, when you don't have a first or third round pick, 
that does bring down the grade. Uh, in the second round, with the 49th overall pick, the Islanders add center Danny Nelson, no relation to Brock, from the U.S. National Development Team. Uh, he is going to Notre Dame. He'll be a Golden Domer this year, wants to reach out to Anders Lee. And here's the thing about Nelson. Um, he has played both center and wing for the U.S. national team. And in high school in Minnesota, where he grew up, he actually played some defense because the team needed him. He's got good size, six foot three, 212 pounds. He can shoot well. He's got good puck skills and a good work ethic. For a guy who's 6'3", he may not be as physical as a lot of people would like, but he still really is. Uh, and that's something that you could sort of add. He can kill penalties, which is always a plus. Uh, still needs to be a little bit more consistent, but the talent is certainly there. He's probably being projected as a middle six center. Uh, second or third line. Third line more likely. Second line if things start to click. He has room to develop. I think Notre Dame is a pretty good place for him to develop at. And we look forward to seeing him. And by the way, he patterned his game. And he said this before he was drafted by the Islanders at the Combine, to not just the Islanders, but to other teams as well, after Brock Nelson. No, no relation, but he likes Nelson's game and wants to play like Brock, so that I found very interesting. Uh, in the fourth round, Jesse Nurmi, a left wing from Finland, 5'11", just 168 pounds. Uh, kind of one of those guys who is solid all around, but not spectacular in any one area. His lack of weight is something that will need to be addressed. Uh, he's going to have to bulk up a little bit, and let's hope he does. But, you know, played on Finland's under-18 uh, team this year, so he did that. He's got some good speed, which is something that I think Lou Lamorello did try to add in this year's draft. Great skater. Uh, wins a lot of races for pucks, four checks well enough to cause turnovers. Uh, but the size is a question, and it's a question he's going to have to address. You know, if you don't have size, you need some other skill set to add to the equation. If he can put that together, he may just be successful in the fifth round. Justin Gill, a center from Sherbrooke, 6'1", 190 pounds, plays well one-on-one, -on -one, has a good shot, but skating is something he's going to have to work on a little bit, and, you know, he may end up being more of a defensive role player, a bottom six guy, but again, we're getting into the later rounds here, fifth round, that's what you expect on a scouting report in the fifth round. Islanders have found some diamonds in the rough. Your Matthew Maggio's, you know, late round picks. William Dufour, maybe there's one in this draft as well. Left-handed defenseman Zachary Schultz goes with the 177th overall pick. He is 6'1", almost 200, 
And again, just sort of an average skill set here was with the U.S. national team. And as the season went on, ended up playing more and more. He is a strong skater. He's competitive. And as a defenseman, he does know how to break up a lot of plays. He's physical and gives you effort. The question is, does he have enough offensive skill to make it into the NHL? Uh, He's got average size, not a lot of offensive ability, but, you know, if he can get good outlet passes and help a team on transition, he may become a steady bottom six defender. And then with their final pick, Dennis Goodbog, a left-handed defenseman from Sweden. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that well. But uh, Dennis Goodbog, mobile, physical, uh, 6'1", 191 pounds. The question is what he does with the puck. He does not yet have uh, puck-moving and uh, skills and offensive skills, but if he develops them or improves them enough, he may have a shot to come over and get some playing time in North America and maybe even in the NHL. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 63rd birthday of former Islanders defenseman Doug Crossman. Crossman, originally a six-round pick by the Blackhawks in 1979, made his NHL debut in the 80-81 season, played for Chicago, for Philadelphia, and the LA Kings, before joining the Islanders in 89-90 and briefly for part of 90-91 before being dealt to the Hartford Whalers, later played for Detroit, Tampa Bay, St. Louis, and then finished his career in the minor leagues, played in 914 NHL games, 105 goals, 464 points, 534 penalty minutes, add 97 playoff games, 12 goals, 51 points in those, Went to the Stanley Cup Finals a couple of times with the Philadelphia Flyers, but never won the Cup. Did play in five playoff games for the Islanders in 1990 in that brutal series against the Rangers. His best game as an Islander, as a mobile offensive defenseman who could help on the power play, we go to January 2nd, 1990 at the Old Barn. The LA Kings visiting... And uh, Mario Goslin and Kelly Rudy, the former Islander, both playing in this game in goal for the Kings. Mark Fitzpatrick for the Islanders. But for Doug Crossman, it's a two-goal game on three shots on goal. He was a plus three in this contest. And the Islanders beat the Kings by a score of five to three. So Crossman, Pat LaFontaine also had two goals in this game. And listen to who was on this L.A. Kings roster. You had Wayne Gretzky, Mike Krushelniski, Tom Laidlaw, Miko Makala, Marty McSorley, Bernie Nichols, Larry Robinson, Luke Robitaille, Kelly Rudy, oh yeah, John Tonelli, former Islander. So that was just a fun game to watch and a great effort by Doug Crossman. He scored the Islanders' first two goals in the game, assist to Don Maloney and Mick Vakoda on both of those goals in different orders. So, happy 63rd birthday to former Islanders defenseman Doug Crossman. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. 
I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers, Monday on the show, we will go more in-depth on all of these Islanders draft picks. Plus, with free agency starting on Saturday, we'll have the latest as to who, if anyone, the Islanders bring in or re-sign or lose in free agency. So make sure that you join us for that. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.